This is Hungry Gen Podcast, and I just want to thank you for joining us today. Here at HG, our vision is to see thousands saved locally and millions globally. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Amen. Although we're going to be talking to uh, married couples today and people that are uh, engaged to be married, we don't want the singles to miss this because this is important information. Uh, my wife and I have been married 44 years. We have seven kids. We have, we have five grandchildren and one on the way. So um, we've been in marriage ministry for a number of years. So we're going to pour our hearts out in the limited time that we have remaining. And, um, but first of all, let's just stop and praise the Lord. And I'm going to go to Psalm 100 and give some grateful praise. Let's go to prayer. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen. Psalm 100. So that psalm was written about 3,000 years ago. And just think of all the generations that have come and gone since then. And marriage is so important because we're talking about leaving a legacy. We're talking about not just your children or your children-to-be, but your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. Uh, and so it, it's so important. If you remember Pastor Vlad's sermon from last week, he said that the decision to follow Jesus Christ is the most important decision in your life. Right, Pastor Vlad? Yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> because... Marriage is the second most important decision in your life. I believe marriage is the second most important decision because at being in marriage ministries, we've been through some tough times with couples that are having a difficult marriage. And, uh, and we know that if, if you don't do your homework before you get married, it's going to be tough. And we're going to give you some tips today, some clues, some biblical foundations on your marriage. Okay? Let me just start off with marriage is under attack today. All you have to do is look at the billboards, look at the TV, look at the internet, look at the TV shows, the movies. You see that marriage is under attack. And you know what's the one thing that the devil is really pushing these days? He's pushing couples moving in together without being married. It's a temptation. And you, you all probably know someone living together that's not married. And, uh, you know, Pastor Vasily, he told me one time as we're starting this marriage ministry here at Hungry Generation, Pastor Vasily said, marriage is the foundation of our society. And Pastor Vasily is the founding pastor of this church here. So we're going to jump in right into scripture. In Ephesians, this is for wives. Ephesians 5, 22 through 24. Wives, submit yourself to your husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body, 
which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Now, um, husbands, we need a little bit more instruction, so we have more verses. <laughs> so it's uh, Ephesians 5, 25 through 33. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing by the washing with water through the word, to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no, after all. No one ever hated his own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man shall live his father, leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband." So that last sentence, love and respect, is so important. In fact, we have a book called Love and Respect in our reference list that is in our notes, hungrygen-com slash notes. So look there at our reference list, and you'll see uh, books that we recommend, books by Pastor Vlad, some of his videos on marriage, uh, and other material, both for pre-married and married couples. So uh, there's a research institute called Pew Research Center, and they surveyed 9,834 adults that were both living together without being married and married couples. And what they found out was married couples are 13% more faithful than the couples just living together. Married couples act more in the best interest of their relationship by 16%. Married couples are more truthful and honest by 16%. Married couples are 16% more likely to handle money responsibly. So in summary, married couples are more faithful. They act in the best interest of the relationship. They're more truthful and honest, and they handle their finances more responsibly than couples that are just living together. And the last point on this is people just living together without being married grieve the Holy Spirit. So uh, over Christmas, Candy and I got to watch uh, a TV series called The Chosen. How many of you have watched The Chosen? Uh, it's, I think it's excellent. It's not word for word out of the Bible, but it is, um, it's really a, a good series. And there was um, a scene there where uh, Mary and Joseph are traveling from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And it's really such a touching scene. Uh, and I want to talk about uh, the verses that relate to that scene. Uh, it talks about in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. It says, this is how much, this is how the birth of Jesus came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be 
married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man, he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Then there's uh, also uh, another passage in uh, Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. So when they had gone to Egypt, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child and kill him. So he got up. He took the child and his mother, and during the night they left for Egypt. So Joseph was really listening to the Lord. He took responsibility and care of Mary. He had integrity and compassion. He had honor and strength. He had work ethic. He had faith. He was listening to God. He was selfless. This is the kind of characters that we as men need in our marriage today. And and I just want to point that out, that that is so important. Uh, I have a bonus question for you. This is for the interns. According to Levitical law, what could have happened to Mary if Joseph did not take her as his wife? Yeah, you got it, and you're not even an intern. (laughs) Joseph, uh, Joseph actually changed the course of history by taking Mary of his wife. Just stop and think what would have happened if he didn't. I mean, look at Jesus. Uh, Joseph showed him how to be a carpenter. He, he grew up being a carpenter. Uh, he was, Joseph was a man of high character. So in being in men, marriage ministry for a number of years, I keep coming across, my wife and I keep coming across this one character trait that I want to talk about. And it's so important that I have, it, I have it listed in three languages. I have it in English and Spanish and Russian. And so I'm going to read it in English. James chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have. So you kill, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask God, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. James chapter 4, 1 through 3. So what is this character trait that we're seeing in a lot of marriages today. I'll tell you what it is, it's selfishness. It's selfishness. And there's other other character traits, there's pride, there's greediness, there's jealousy, there's other things, but I think selfishness is one of the root cause for difficulty in marriage. And when we look at it in English and Spanish and Russian, there's the same root word, 
ego. Have you ever tried to take a toy away from a two-year-old? What did you say? Mine. Mine. That's, that's what it is. It's selfishness. Okay. The special guest today, I have to admit, is my lovely wife of 44 years. Come on up, Candy. Okay, welcome. Thank you, boy. I know when I said I would preach, I didn't tell you that I would invite you up to the stage. So that was kind of a shocker for you. <laughs> okay, so what do you have for us today? What passage do you want to read? Okay, well, there's something that can circumvent selfishness, and it's from Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. So every Sunday, um, Boyd and I like to pray for our family, and so we have chosen individual verses for each of them. So it's not only our seven children, but their mates and all the grandchildren and then extended family as well. So it takes us a while to pray for the whole family. When our son Matthias was getting married, I asked him, what can I be praying for you when we all come together as a family? And he gave me these verses to pray before we met together. And so I would like to read these for you. And I want you to think about how... This clothing that God gives us will help us have perfect unity as a body of Christ. It says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And I thought, that's amazing. On earth, we can have perfect unity how is that? But when we put on this clothing, and if you think about clothing, you're going to put it on every day, and when it gets dirty, you want to wash it. It's that confessing of our sins. And then you put it back on. You put on that clothing, and it's like washing yourself in the blood of Jesus Christ, wearing that clothing, and having that perfect unity which binds us together. Thank you. Okay. So being in marriage ministry, we have to do a lot of things uh, to show our transparency. So we're going to do a little skit for you now. And um, we mentioned that selfishness is one of the biggest issues in marriage. So Candy, would you please tell me what areas in my life that you see me being selfish? <laughs> so I have to tell you, this truly took place. And so it kind of caught me off guard. I didn't know he was going to use it in the sermon. <laughs> so Boyd, I think when I think of you, I think of how generous you are. When I first met you, I saw that in your life. And it really was a big attraction to me because you were so kind with that. Um, I think there's something that I don't quite understand, 
and that is your desire to um, spend a lot of money at Sportsman's <laughs> Warehouse. I, th I think this could be a man thing, and I just truly need some understanding behind all that. Sometimes it catches me off guard. Well, um, you're right. You're right. <laughs> And I'm sorry, I confess that, uh, and I'll be better, and I'll try and do that. Um, so, what about you? So, Boyd, I want to reciprocate and ask you, in what way am I selfish toward you? Well, anyone that knows you knows that you are not selfish. Uh, I mean, you're a grandmother of five with one on the way. You're a mother of seven. You have your own tutoring business. You work for Kennewick School District as a tutor. You're doing uh, online Bible classes. Uh, you're, uh, you co-lead the marriage ministry. I mean, you are a busy lady. But sometimes I just want to come into your office and say, hey, let's go into the kitchen and have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and talk about like retirement or something, like moving to California or something like that. I mean, time together, uh, but and, and sometimes it's hard for you to break away because you're so busy. So I would say that uh, maybe if, because time is my love language, if you could give me a little bit more time, I, I would say that's it. I would very much like to do that, and I would like your help and um, kind of guiding me through that. So being able to break away is true. I'd like to share a verse, if that's okay. Yes. Um, I came across it this morning as I was reading. It says, The purposes of a man's heart are deep waters, but a man of understanding draws them out. So when you are doing this exercise with your mate or fiancé or someone you trust, Remember that the purposes of a man's heart are deep waters. What are the motives? And then to really be listening so that you can, as the listener, you can draw it out and listen to what the person is truly saying. What's, where is this coming from? What truly is the motive behind it? And so I think we need to show one another grace as well. All right, we have uh, some final thoughts for marriage couples. Uh, first of all, check your own selfishness. And we want you to go home, either on the way home in the car or when you get home. Uh, be kind and compassionate, but ask uh, each other what you see as being selfish in me. So uh, we'd like to suggest that for both married couples and pre-married couples. And give grace to your spouse. Be the first to apologize. You'll learn next week at the marriage conference, the one that apologizes first is the most mature one. R read the Bible together, worship together, pray together. That's so important. Uh, and I believe that men should go to separate life groups and accountability groups, and women should do the same. And then finally, try to attend a marriage conference or marriage event at least once a year. For the pre-married couples, we recommend uh, that, uh, that you be engaged for one year. Uh, we used to think that shorter engagements were good, but in 
mentoring and counseling with many, many uh, pre-married couples over the years, we think a one-year engagement is good, is a good goal. Secondly, look for red flags and listen to family members and friends regarding your fiancé. Number three, go through the pre-marriage class here at Hungry Gen and use the materials and the resources that I mentioned earlier that are on our website. And take care of your issues before you get married and don't think that when you get married, your spouse is going to make all the issues disappear. And uh, as uh, an engaged couple, read the Bible together, worship together, and pray together. So uh, we're short on time today. I just want to give a prayer for uh, those that are married here in the sanctuary and those that are online, and also those that are engaged. And this is our prayer. Lord, we just lift up the, the couples, both married and enga- married and engaged couples. Lord, we just ask that you be with them to guide them. Lord, help them to be kind uh, with their words, but also to de- develop a deeper relationship with each other, to be transparent. And Lord, thank you so much for this service today. In Christ's name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you are blessed by this message, be sure to subscribe and send it to someone. And don't forget, you can always share it on your social stories. Stay connected with us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For more information on internship, prayer line, conferences, and other resources, go to HungryGen.com. Remember, better is not good enough. The best is yet to come.